escape from the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Will. What's going on, buddy? Uh, nothing. I'm having a pretty darn good day. Yeah, it's a good day, man. We watched hella trailers. Uh, we just had trailer time, which is always good. And now we're sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what you got? Um, well, with dinner, I had two Blue Moons. I went, well, I went ham tonight. Well, well, it was really funny because we got there like, what, two minutes before two Happy minutes Hour Two minutes before over? Happy Hour ended. So we each ordered two beers. Yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, but right now, uh, I am imbibing an IBC root beer. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, well, like I said, at uh, dinner I was drinking Slammin' Salmon Double IPA. From, you were slamming that salmon. I was. And that's from uh, Il River Brewing Company. Yes, you were. Uh, and But now I'm drinking Ninkasi Brewing Company's Tricerahops. Uh, an old standard Sarah. of mine. Yeah, it's one of your favorites. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we're we're good. We're having a. I'm having a good day. Yeah, it's a good day, and uh, we just had a really good trailer time. Watched some really good trailers, some depressing war movies that still look excellent. Some depressing war movies. <laughs> yeah, they were depressing, um, but they look good. And how how would people uh, go about seeing them if they haven't seen it? Yeah, so trailer time is what we start our show with. If you're in the live stream right now, some of you are here before that. But if not, if you want to become a patron of our show, giving us uh, a couple bucks an episode, a buck or two an episode, uh, there's a or couple bonuses. You one can, or two hundred? Yeah, well, I mean, you can give as much as you want. Uh, but we And thank you to everybody who does that. We have several patrons who have been giving uh, to the show for a long time. But the best part is uh, we have bonuses for them. We I do a blooper reel with every episode. Uh, so if you don't watch this live and you want to hear the madness I cut out of the show, it's all, uh, it's all me swearing. It's all Will making me do work. And then, uh, we also do trailer time, which is actually a video of us watching trailers and commenting on them and, and that kind of thing. So yep. we're working on more bonuses and stuff like that, but, and we're going to do another patron roundtable at some point during the summer. So awesome. And, are. uh, don't forget to plan ahead. And actually, I will skip that because we're going to be getting to it in just yeah, a few minutes. I'm, I already, I got it slated. I'm good. Jeez, Marshall. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at IMO Griggs. Uh, we are on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play, and wherever else you uh, download podcasts. So if you are on those apps, give us a positive rating. Uh, we would like more, as most shows would. And tell your friends, because we like listeners we so like stars stars listeners are good we like stars upon stars <laughs> we have three sections to the show but we do put the timestamps in the show notes uh so if you're new and you don't and you don't play star wars the old republic and you want to skip that section feel free um but the timestamps in the show notes to the star wars section and our pop culture section as well and thanks to everybody who is watching us live we'll do our best to check out the chat room and keep up with y'all but we appreciate you being there so thank you Okay, did you just drop a y'all? It, it, and look, it's been a thing today. For some reason, I've been doing that. And y'all. Nobody's called me on it, but, you know, here we are. All right. Y'all. Oh, look, man. Sometimes sometimes you got to drop a y'all. All right, well, let's see how many y'alls I can drop without being obnoxious about no, it. No, 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 no. Because then we want more listeners. Remember? <laughs> I was going back to that thing I was just saying. More listeners are better. Less listeners are bad. Y'all's in excess will 
Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right, man. So let's get to our Star Wars Yoda Republic section. We have some uh, fun stuff this week. I'm excited. Yeah, really fun stuff. Dynamite drop in. Yeah, well. I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> and here we are with the bumper. <laughs> you want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. First thing out of the gate. I almost missed that one. You almost missed that one. And I should have said this before because people are going to start skipping around probably, uh, but that's okay. I am starting to make our arrangements for our meetup. Yes, we are. And this is in um, July. The week, the week of July 19th through the 23rd. And that is during San Diego Comic-Con and more details to come for sure. And I've been alluding to it a little bit towards the end of the show uh, the last few weeks because... That's usually when we talk about conventions. Yes. But I like to cover this in the beginning because a lot of the people that show up to the cantinas are Sotor players. Yes, they are. And they're used to it because uh, some people used to actually go to San Diego and do cantinas like Bioware, Bioware. Austin. Thank- I mean, it's fine if you don't, I, I guess. But- well, we know that Eric's not listening, but on the off chance that he is. Huh. Eric, here's the thing, bro. <laughs> show up to the cantina. Must go come to our cantina. cantina. Come back to San Diego. But it's okay if they don't. But I'm putting it together. Um, uh, we're going to do the same spot as we did last year at Mission Brewing Company. Yep. Um, I've already been talking with the event coordinator there, and I'm excited. Uh, we're slated for either Friday or Saturday, depending on when they can fit us in, and it's going to be around five o'clock. Yeah, so, it'll be early after or late afternoon, early evening. And I like I wouldn't even mind doing a little earlier than that, at least getting people together. Um, yeah, like I think three o'clock would be a good time. Three o'clock. Well, just if you do 3 o'clock, then you can wrap up. People can start getting food at the bar if they want to, yeah. whatever. My worry with 3 o'clock, though, is if it's Friday, uh, people will be traveling still. That's a good point. People so, coming from L.A. and whatnot. Yeah. So um, around 5 right now, as of right now, tentatively. But the idea is that um, we'll probably start recording about an hour after that. Um, and we'll, we'll, begin, we'll be starting drinking about 10. We'll be drinking a.m. <laughs> it's Comic-Con, bro. But anyway... We'll be unleashing the Kraken. Yeah, the point is, um, if you are in San Diego or live in the area and want to come hang out with us, the idea, the 21st or 22nd, around 5 o'clock, Mission Brewing Company, we'll be upstairs. Um, yep. And uh, you'll see us, because we'll be sitting around looking silly with mics. Yeah, we will. And uh, make sure you come out and join us for Pucked, the Pucked Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so at Sotor Steve on Twitter... He he said this last year while we were recording because I I was trying to do it in one shot and I got it. You did. I got it in the recording and I didn't edit that. That was for real. But we called it the Passionately Usual Carillion Trap Cantina. Yes, we did. I nailed it. Um, and he's like pucked. I was like, Yep, that's it. So that's what so it's called. Now and we're gonna call it pucked the pucked cantina. But please come join us. Um, it'd be great to have any and all of you that want to come hang out. So. Welcome to the chat room to new folks. Uh, it's never too early. Yeah. Zen. Indeed. It is never too early to start drinking. Quote of the day. Well, you know, I'm looking at the chat. The way I look at it is the earlier you get, it's just later from the night before. Another way to look at it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, anywho, let's get to some sort of stuff. So another community thing that I thought was kind of quest on Twitter. Um, I'm not familiar with the webby awards are you oh no webbies are huge okay can you can you tell us a little bit um well they're basically like the oscars for web content indeed so nerdist wins a ton usually uh smogcast 
win some. Sure. Um, but There's a lot of those kind of deals. I don't know who which ones are better than others. Yeah, right? well, uh, the know. Webby is like the the big one. It's okay. basically the like I said, the Oscar for web based content. Um, so it covers you know podcasts, you know vlogs, video shows, all that fun Indeed. stuff. Cool, man. Um, so speaking of uh, the uh, I want to say Betrayed trailer uh-huh. that came out uh, for Kotet. Yes, won a Webby. Uh, people's voice webby and who made that trailer well blur because <laughs> they're amazing and who heads a blur <laughs> uh the guy that that kevin smith always refers to as a as that young guy that did that really cool thing that, even though he's uh, in his Deadpool 40s movie. and blonde yeah, and, bold, exactly. and bald <laughs> it always makes me laugh uh, um tim miller tim miller yep there and it is he went on to do deadpool Indeed. a little tiny movie just a small movie called deadpool that is near and dear to all our hearts yes <laughs> dynamite dropping i'm what, dynamite you, with the drop-ins tonight you are you're kind of blowing it but i'm trying to gloss over i'm joking Seriously. all right so uh another big announcement for us i know right finally after a couple months of waiting uh you i finally a couple months of musco losing our email yeah well look i finally with the help of some of uh, my our fellow influencers yes. like uh jesse stardust who put a, a boot in musco's butt he's like uh she's like are you gonna respond to them ever and he's like oh <laughs> yeah tell him to email me again so i emailed again and, and so look, we're influencers yeah yeah so we're good we're officially influencers so um so thanks to kid lee sakari uh jesse and all of the, all of you guys uh all the other influencers out there uh bad feeling and stuff who been supporting us and letting us talk to you guys even though we haven't been official um, but I'm excited to see what we can do, uh, SWOTOR content wise. Well, I should say it this way, solo SWOTOR content wise. Yes. Um, the caveat with our show, because we're not solely SWOTOR is we can't be promoted by SWOTOR, by Bioware yeah. Austin, unless we are doing only SWOTOR stuff. So right. if you we're guys be doing a little mini episodes, yeah, so we might be doing some stuff, um, in the future. Um, probably after episode 100, just to, you know, just solely Swotor stuff. So if you have any ideas, you know, if you have any ideas for us, that would be great. I mean, we could do a little discussion topics and stuff like that. Um, we can talk about log, we can talk about a lot of stuff, but, um, I'm really trying to kind of think outside the box a little bit and try to get at least like a 20 to 30 minute stream or podcast uh, that is only Swotor where, um, we can boost our numbers a bit because Swotor, uh, actually says, Hey, yeah, we're, we'll support you on that one. So, um, any ideas would be great. So thanks guys. Yeah, absolutely. We, we could do, I like sponsor a, uh, a section X speed run or, uh, <laughs> and guild stuff is totally fine too. I mean, you know, I finally, um, hopefully you guys are noticing the video quality a little bit better this week. I've upped my, finally up my internet speed a little bit so i'm nice. hoping to start streaming wog on friday nights consistently cool. um so that's the kind of stuff that that we can do but if you have any other ideas uh the community has any other uh, any other ideas email us uh, te- uh text me tweet me whatever whatever works and actually you know i just realized we did not have a single buffering during our trailers i know how awesome is that i know i'm, I'm look i'm not gonna i mean knock on wood but honestly man i mean Comcast uh, came through. Came through. Wow. It's the first time so, I think we've ever heard Comcast came through. Oh my God. It's the first positive thing I've said about Comcast in how long? 
Now I'm talking smack. Knocking on wood. Sorry, Comcast. You're good. And actually, you know what? This isn't, uh, I've got another quick thing. This isn't, uh, directly Swotor, yeah. but we are also looking at, uh, trying to mix up our content a little bit by bringing in some interviewees. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're, we're planning on bringing in, um, Skeen sometime soon. Oh yeah. John Skeen will be in pretty quick and we'll get some of our other, uh, patrons in here. Um, I'm thinking before, uh, at least once before Comic-Con. So I'd like to do that. Yeah. And one, uh, one interview I'm working on right now is I have a friend who works in the art department at Funko. Yeah. And so she's going to be coming on sometime before the summer to talk about some stuff coming in the fall. Nifty. So we're, we're trying to do some stuff, guys. So any suggestions, please send them our way. And, uh, thank you to all of us, all of you guys who are patrons and support the show and, um, tweet our stuff and like us because by the gods. This does take a little time to do every week. It does. I mean, well, it's mostly on Marshall's time, but. Well, yes. That's what I was saying. That's why you get producer credit. You know, gotta have a title, right? <laughs> All right, man. So what did you do in game this week, Swotor wise? Um, I, I, is there a mayfly in here? Is that what you're dodging? It's a, uh, mosquito eater. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, as you know from last week, I actually downloaded the patch. Yeah. And- I'm actually playing, I'm playing at work on my work computer, but it's actually after hours, so I'm okay. Mm. Um, but you also know me as I, I don't necessarily, I don't like, I'm not one of those people that jumps on the content the day it gets released. Right. So I haven't done anything with Tithe or IOCath or any of that yet. Um, but I did take my bounty hunter, who was my first, um, uh, my first alt <laughs> and he wrapped up his basic gear quest. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes. Try not to judge him too harshly, uh, that, slow tour community. That basic gear quest. So yeah, he finally <laughs> wrapped up the Aurora Cannon. Wow. And <laughs> finished up the section X section. One quest away from that stellar, stellar achievement. Yeah, it's been four years in the making. Okay. Can I say what I did this week? Cause that was not as oh, epic. Oh, well, as... actually, now that that's done, I'm mm. going to be pulling up my Jedi counselor and he's mm. going to be uh, going through the, uh, Illa missions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's 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 save our judgments for later, everyone. Uh, yeah, wait, wait until you can meet me up at the Pucked Canteen. Yeah, when you see him at Pucked, live. just kick him in the shins or something. <laughs> All right, man. So I actually had a decent week in Swotor. Um, the main thing was Wog last week, right? Um, and because of the delay of the patch, uh, we got to do Tithe. I got to yeah, do Tithe for the tithe. first time. Yeah, because if if the patch had dropped the week before, you wouldn't. Have been I wouldn't have been able to do it. So. We got to do it, and let's see. We wiped. It took us a couple of attempts. Uh, the on the, we got him on the third attempt, I believe. Um, I was tanking. Um, at first I was off tanking, and I'm not the best off tank, especially on a fight. No, you're not okay. You leave people to lava, especially if there's a lot of ads. Um, and a, a fight I don't know. Right. Uh, and this fight has a silly amount of ads, and so. In my head... So did mechanics get pretty tricky or... Well, what was happening was I was trying to get them all in a place, but there's too so many of them. AOE, yeah. and, and so I couldn't really keep track of them. So what we did was I switched to main tank and uh, Zella switched to um, uh, off tank. And we did have one more wipe, uh, but we got it on the third on the third shot. We got it. And um, it was a lot of fun. I actually really enjoyed the fight. Uh, the mechanics are way different than some of the stuff that, that we're used to. It's more of like a 
management thing okay then uh stay out of the things yeah stuff. well i would think with uh as a if tank that makes sense. especially as an off tank with so many ads it would yeah. be hard to maintain threat on all of them well and it is and the really the goal of the off tank would be to keep <laughs> keep the ads off the healers and stuff right. like that rather than trying to keep them off of everybody because it's there was so many at some point it was really difficult to keep them well i mean the problem with having so many is it's hard to screw up an aoe attack it's true 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 uh but it was a lot of fun i was a cool fight um and i'm really looking forward to the next fight which we'll we'll talk about here in in, in just a second very so. cool uh, let's get to some news, bro. Yeah, what kind of stuff did we have coming out of the Dev Tracker this week? Well, there's Dev Tracker stuff as always. Um, as we, and if you listen to last week's show, boy, did I do an editing, uh, masterwork on that. Oh, if, did you now? No, well, not masterwork. If you go to the original feed, um, to when we recorded it, there was a lot of back and forth between us in the chat room about who Keith replaced. <laughs> I remember that. And I edited out. A good chunk of us. I realized it wasn't Tate. Yeah, there was a big argument, and everybody else was trying to make me feel like I didn't know what I was talking about. And so what it came to. Fox was definitely taking Well, everybody was doubling down. I was like, fine, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about. But I did. And I was (laughs) right, ultimately. So I edited a lot of that stuff out. But, and again, if if you become a patron, you can see the blooper reel. It's pretty funny. I saved all those chunks. It was pretty, it was pretty entertaining. But what it comes down to is Keith has been really communicating with the community. And, um, one of the requests uh, to the the community team or to the devs was, uh, "Can you give this give us something else to spend our command tokens on? Um, because okay. you get all those command tokens if you're leveling up ranks. And really, can you give us something other than gear uh, to to use it on?" And Keith comes back. He says, "Look, I agree. It's definitely something we want to improve. So I'll let you know when we can roll out changes." The original post said something along the lines of, "I would like to be able to use it." Even if it's on decorations or uh, cosmetic or pets or something like that. Because you get to the point to where you have the gear you have, but then you just keep getting tokens. Exactly. Right? So what are you what are you going to do with those extra right. tokens? It'd be kind of cool to be able to put it towards something else. Well, I'm thinking so. – I'm guessing what they, their thoughts were you would just disintegrate them. Right. But why would you disintegrate perfectly good tokens if there was something to use them on? That's what right. I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, let's – oops. Let me open this next one. This one was actually kind of funny. Um, so there was a, there's a couple of major issues with rewards on IOCath. Um, I've been listening to a lot of other shows and some other people are saying like, Oh, when you finish the IOCath storyline, you get like 50 CXP. <laughs> like the rewards are, are kind of, the rewards are kind of funky. I think I got um, more from finishing the basic gear quest. Indeed. <laughs> um, so what it comes down to is, um, Keith also comes out and says, just following up on the issue about daily rewards on IOCath. In the next patch, likely on May 2nd, they're going to add a CXP pack and a credit explosion pack to the dailies um, where you control a mouse droid, a monitor droid, or a walker. This is just a temporary solution, and I'll follow up later date um, if we decide to do something different. What what that's a response to is from what I understand, and I haven't, I haven't dived in the dailies quite enough yet. I've only done a couple of them, but there's some dailies where people are saying you have to pay credits in order to do them. And I, it's the walker ones and the droid ones. Okay. You have to pay credits. So I think they're trying to compensate for that, but I don't know if they have a, 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 a real solution to it quite yet. So yeah, it's definitely something they should look into. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, and the CXP pack, a follow up question to that is what rank CXP pack would they think of adding to the rewards? 
Um, and Keith said it should, it should be 125 CXP and, and 250, uh, with the a hundred percent boost. So if you okay. got a boost going, you'll get right. that much. So that's good. Uh, there was a weird uh, shocking on the harbinger. There were some issues. <laughs> there was a queue again. You know, how randomly that happens. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the name of the post was 336 in a queue to get into the game. And of course that was a harbinger. And you they, know, it's almost like a bouncer standing in front of a club. Right? Saying, Sorry. We've got too many dudes. <laughs> it's like, Oh, look, uh, do you have any chicks with you? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, uh, well, I got Mako. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> joking. Mako fans, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to uh, have some Makos. Any? No, it's a, Thanks, isn't it a pile of Makos. Uh, mm. I don't remember. I don't remember either. Moving on. Anyone else having connectivity problems? So uh, there was some connectivity problems uh, as well as um, what was the other thing that was going on? Uh, there was the back end maintenance, and that took longer. And they had to do a server restart. So there's been a couple of things going on. But the main thing that I wanted to highlight before we get to my discussion topic. Remember I said last week there was an issue with the faction switching? Right. Okay. So what's going on here is Eric is addressing. It's not a workaround, but it's like what's going on with the faction switching. So be aware of this. Uh, obviously, by the time you listen to this, uh, I don't know if they're going to have it fixed, but uh Hopefully you've Hopefully figured out the workaround. Yeah. So it says, uh, I have some, Eric says, I have some information about, uh, not only the issue, but also when we're planning to get it fixed. So let's talk about the current functionality. If you have an IOCath daily or weekly mission in your log, you'll be unable to change factions. So like in my, on my main right now, I have a bunch of, I align myself with the Empire, right. Empire, obviously, and I have all the em- Empire dailies in my quest log. So if I have those in my quest log, I can't switch. The Republic, which even makes, if it's the next day. Which makes complete sense. It does make sense. But if you have completed a daily mission on Iocath, you'll be unable to change factions for the remainder of that day, which they said in the beginning. But the, So the frustrating thing about that is, say you pick up dailies, but you don't finish them in that day. Mm-hmm. You've picked up Imperial, but then say you, pick, you finish one of those Imperial dailies after the 24-hour switch, that day you still can't switch because you finished one that day. I think I follow. Yes. I think you're right. So the bug... If you complete a weekly mission on Iocath, you'll be unable to change factions for the remainder of that week. Oh, wow. And that's the, that's the bigger issue, right? Yeah. That's- so it's not a day to day thing. That's like you finish the weekly and you're locked out for the week. And so the last bullet is a bug that's not intended. They're in the process of getting this issue fixed for 5.2.1, which is coming next Tuesday on the second. So by the, which is actually the day this will drop. So by the time you listen to this, hopefully this is solved. And it doesn't get delayed or something. Yeah, because um, that would be a total mess because you would think, oh, well, I just won't turn in the weekly. But the thing is, is I think you, the weekly is probably automatically done once you finish all the dailies. Yeah, I think it'll still have the pending thing up there. But, right. But, I mean, but you're right. I think that's uh, that's a problem for sure. Um, so, roadmap. Remember we mentioned a roadmap last week? Yes. Do you remember that? Keith was saying he's going to do a roadmap? Yes. And we were talking about roadmaps? I was thinking I should say roadmap again. Roadhouse. Just kidding. That's not a different. That's a different word. So, um, so he basically says, uh, I'm going to include class balance in the roadmap or sooner if I have it available. So this is a weird, weirdly worded thing. He says, Hey there, never is way too long of a time. So how about I include an update about class balance in the roadmap or sooner if I have it available? We're still working on the details and I'll go through the normal, uh, internal review cycles once they've come to agreement. He'll post it. Now, that said, um, 
a couple days later, somebody was asking, Hey, what's with the roadmap? Uh, and he says, I've seen, uh, people are asking him to respond to some of the tough questions that they're hoping to address in the roadmap. Right. Uh, so they feel ignored, of course. And he comes back and says, I've, I've seen many of them. I realize the clock's ticking on information. If it comes fast enough, he's already starting to feel the, feel the pressure. I right. Think. But in the meantime, I'm ensuring the roadmap is solid and expect it will address many questions, but not everything. Yet, hopefully, we can have additional dialogue about uh, to provide clarity uh, for areas of concern. So, it's it's coming T soon, TM, right? I'm guessing it's gonna in the next week or so, right? I'm hoping. You know, you know this, and this is kind of connected. But you know, if they uh, ever uh, do a continue, and my question's gonna be about what's up? It's not what you think it's gonna be. About. What do you think it's? What do you think it would be about? Uh, the canteen. Yeah. What about the canteen? No, no. My question: You would probably think it'd be about stackable storage. <sighs> it's not. You know what my question about it is? What? When are they going to finally finish the timeline video stories that were on the website oh, five years ago? God. You and the other five people that are still playing the game that want that I are want probably them. still asking that question. I want them. Oh, good God. Last thing before I get to my uh, makeshift discussion topic. So, um, what's the main thing here? He says, according to the patch that, oh, there was an issue with an error in the patch notes. So, he said... I'm not going to talk about a lot of patch notes, but there's an error in a patch note. Okay? <laughs> After talking with the team, um, there is an error in the patch notes. It's intended that non-final bosses are dropping prototype and artifact artifact gear. Okay. Not assembled, which is my error. So he had said it was going to be uh, unassembled pieces, but really it, they're dropping prototype and artifact gear. However, okay. given the feedback of the thread and the and the one you linked, the team is looking to approve this experience. So. It's not that they're not listening. It's just they can only move so fast. Exactly. So let's have some patience. Could we? Plus, everyone has to remember, I mean, like, we're gamers and we do consider ourselves geeks and stuff. But Wait, I'm sure. You're a gamer? Well. I'm joking. Continue. But I'm I'm sure there's a very small percentage of us that are actually coders. <clears throat> and it's, coding is not like flipping a switch. Ugh. Well, we did have an episode called Flipping Switches because I assumed. I know, right? I assumed it's essentially flipping switches. Uh, no, no, it's not. Uh, does anybody in the chat room want to see? I'm sure you've already seen it. Uh, our discussion topic is this amazing picture of the next boss after Tithe, right? Uh, which is uh, <laughs> twin sisters. Ooh. It looks like twin robot sisters or whatever. Uh, so the first look. Then this was a tweet by uh at Sotor, of course, and it says, "Meet." Uh, I'm gonna say Esni. A okay. uh, cunning battlefield warrior fueled by envy and hatred. Ooh. So if you've done the, and I don't want to spoil much, if you've done Tithe, um, the the Pantheon, the gods and the uh, Pantheon that we're going to be fighting are based on these um, specific emotions. Okay. Uh, Tithe is um, the god of uh, war or hatred or something like that. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure somebody will correct me. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to Not have... hatred. It's war. I right? wonder if they're going to Anger. Have... I don't remember. Continue. I wonder if they're going to have three in a row that's anger leads to hate leads to suffering. Well, I hope so. Can we have a god of suffering? <laughs> he's just like all emo. <laughs> and please tell me he's got the hair coming down. Yeah, yeah. If you've seen the latest Flash episode, you get to see some emo Flash, which is great. Oh, awesome. Um, so yeah. I didn't I didn't put it up for the uh, for the chat room. Sorry. I don't have uh, that window open. But um, I'll put a link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. It looks pretty. It, it, the The feedback surprisingly on this particular tweet 
which is long and luxurious. Oh, well, a lot of feedback. Uh, positive, mostly oh, positive. Wow, which right? I was surprised as well. Definitely part of not part of the Swotor form. Yeah, I was reading. I was reading through them all. I was like, oh, oh, people like this. This is cool. That's nice. All right, man. So let's uh, real quick. There is an issue though with uh, some of the daily rewards. Um, and I haven't gone through the dailies yet, so I think I'm going to put this off to next week, but I want kind of people to kind of throw out their, uh, rage. Thank you, Arjar. Yes. God of rage. Did I say anger? Yes. That's right. Well, something leads to something different. that leads to it's different. Rage is different than anger. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So like I'm angry at you right now, but I'm not feeling rage. You would not want to see me feeling rage. <laughs> You this still, mixer would probably be out the window right now. You still can jump up and reach me. You're trying to say I don't have hops? I'm saying you're short. God, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Arjar, for spearing this fight between us. But you're, you're right. Thank you, uh, God of Rage. Thank and of you. Of course, I think you've got Tricera hops. Mm, nope. Terrible. All right, so daily rewards. Um, there's some... Okay, so here's my issue. I'm having a hard time with the dailies uh, on IOCath. And why is that? I don't like them. Ooh. And I don't like them because uh, I'm not used to them yet. I'm going to give them another shot. I'm not giving up on them. Um, but in my head, I have like five or six heroics that I can do in a very short amount of time that get me give you hella CXP. Good ROI, right? Right? You gotcha. um, there's a couple of them I can do in like 30 seconds, right? But I'm having a hard time navigating uh iocath i'm having a hard time um figuring out and i like to figure things out i'm gonna do all the dailies don't i'm not gonna give up on them but from what i understand and and i'm uh projecting a little bit here because i've I've just been hearing things and i don't know but people are saying the rewards aren't really worth it so i i think that's something they're gonna be tweaking but Next week I want to come back and I, and it'd be kind of cool if if maybe you could check them out. But really, what I want to do is uh figure out. I want to do like a almost an I wish segment okay. for for dailies because there are some dailies that I used to do all the time, and I still don't really do them. I I have put a few more into my rotation because of conquests and stuff. Right. But ultimately, heroics are uh quick and easy. Right. right? So I, it, if I'm just grinding CXP. Yeah, well, well, you, well, you know me. I grind old stuff, too. So, yeah. like, when I'm grinding, like, killing people on Section X, yeah. because I'm trying to go for that, you have to kill, like, 5,000 of a yeah. certain thing to get... The, well, those are achievements, but yeah. don't get me wrong. On Alcath, there's rep, um, right. which, uh, which you know, there's reputation. There are the specific tokens. There's PvP. There's other stuff going on there, but I just, I'm not compelled to quite to do it quite yet. Yeah, so, I got you. So, we'll figure it out. But that'll be for next week. Anything else for Sortor, dude? Uh, no, I do have a podcast I want to mention. So we have our optional podcast corner. Um, can we not do it? I'm just, <laughs> I just wanted to see your face. Please. Podcast corner. Go for it, bro. <laughs> no, he's quitting. Okay. Then I'm just going to put the bumper on for Star Wars. You have 10 seconds to decide. Uh, I'm the one that controls the volume for the bumper to Star Wars. Mm, okay. All right. No, really quick. There's a, uh, as you know, I've kind of gotten into these. Uh, 
crime and not quite horror based podcasts lately. Um, like I'm all caught up on lore, which I've been raving about for a little over a month. I'll say I'm all caught up on serial killers, which is great. They're right now they're doing um a batch on the uh, the Axeman of New Orleans, which all is right. fantastic. All right, all right. Um, but I just started this new one called Hollywood and Crime, hmm. and it's first his first season just wrapped up, and it was eight episodes, and it was all about the Black Dahlia, right? Oh, which was that's the unsolved, cool. but but it yeah. wasn't really all about her. It was about the, evidently there was like eight or nine murders surrounding that time frame hmm. that all had like had connections, and so they they're not sure if it was a serial killer, if it was a one shot deal. So they did a lot, of, and it was a lot of reenactment. So it felt very much like uh, um, James Elroy, like LA Confidential type stuff. Hmm. Um, but now they're in like their second part of of the season. What they're doing is they brought someone in who's a former behavioralist for the uh, FBI and is a consultant on criminal minds, and he's going to be putting modern techniques to look at the psychology and stuff of those crimes to see what we can figure out. Well, that's kind of badass. Yeah. So it's a really enjoyable podcast. I mean, Donna, my sister, Donna, who's not actually a podcast person. Yeah. yeah. She's very visual. Yeah. I told her about this and I've told her about the other ones that I really like, and she doesn't like them. I told her about this one. She watched, she listened to four episodes in the first day. Oh, that's badass. Yeah. And they're all about half an hour. So very enjoyable. Again, it's called Hollywood and Crime. And it's only been out for about, I don't know, four months. Nice. If Mox has listened to this, I know that he's been uh, part of his New Year's resolution is to listen to a new podcast a week, I think. Well, there's three of them right there for you. There's a few for you there, buddy. Four serial killers and Hollywood and Crime. So here we go. Um, All right. Let's get to uh, Star Wars, dude. I was raised to do one thing. I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. Oh, Kylo. You're so... You're so emo. Emo Kylo. All right, uh, boy, do I have some cool stuff. I thought this was going to be a pretty light Star Wars weekend. It kind of is. Uh, but I have some pretty cool there's, discussion topics here. There's lots here. of little crumbs. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with this top one. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Greedo actor reveals a deleted Han Solo scene in the original Star Wars. Now, really? let me just, let me tell you, let me read you what he said because okay. this is pretty badass. So it says, while speaking to Sci-Fi Central Australia, Greedo actor Paul Blake revealed an intriguing new detail about his time on the set in the first Star Wars movie. He said, there's a brilliant little sequence, which I love doing with Harrison, where we were shooting at each other, Blake said. We had this big gun battle where we were shooting at each other all morning. Then stormtroopers came out and big double doors, and we started firing at them. He said, Blake said uh, he filmed on the production for five weeks and was included in the original Job of the Hut scenes that were cut, which were restored eventually later, right. and put back in the film with CGI. And the actor revealed that he also played one of the Rodians in the background of that scene, so it's not really clear if Greedo was in the big gunfight with Solo and the Stormtroop and the Stormtroopers, or if it was generic Rodian number two. <laughs> uh, and he said, Blake gave the hope that Lucas still has the footage somewhere at Skywalker Ranch. And that he wanted, and he wanted it to be released soon, but knowing Lucas's staunch stubbornness and Lucasfilm, uh, President Kathleen Kennedy's unwillingness to change the original films, which I have a story about that later. Right. It's unlikely we'll ever see the scene. But yeah, because we'd end up with Han Solo walking on Jabba's tail again. Right. But 
But think of how cool that would be. That would be cool. That's a very it's a it's a funny scene to see them firing at each other and be like, "Holy crap, stormtroopers fire at them!" Exactly. You know, I mean, I just I don't know. I it kind of captures your imagination a little bit, which I kind of dig. The 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 vibe of that kind of sounds feels like uh, when. Um, Solo runs around the corner and then runs back right. screaming. I love that scene. This is one of those posts where it rattles off where it's like a slideshow. Exactly. And it's got a bunch it of uh, release dates. A bunch of release dates. And I thought we usually cover release dates in real reviews yeah, later. But, these are Star Wars, but it's Star Wars. We're specific. So we have Rebels season four in the fall, right? Um and let's see, this show typically begins airing um in June. Yes, right? it does. Typically. Um, so we've got that. We've also got, uh, Force Friday, which is, uh, Force Friday 2, which is September 1st, mm-hmm. which, um, if you remember from, uh, two years ago, that's when they released all the Journey of the Force Awakens books. Exactly. Um, and that's when you get new merchandise. That's when you get all the new Star Wars, uh, stuff specific for the next movie merch for the for leading up to the film for sure. Um, and then we've got, uh, Battlefront 2, November 17th. Yeah, you know, I still, you know, it's funny. I was cleaning out stuff on my. That trailer didn't do it for you, huh? No, the trailer's cool. Yeah. But again, you know me, I'm not much of a first person shooter type of person. And that's very much in that vein for me. Indeed. Um, so I, I love the, the theme and I love the story based around it. But it was funny. I was cleaning out stuff off my computer the other day and Mm. I found the old, my old folder for the Battlefront, uh, beta. Oh, yeah. Nice. And I was like, oh, time Uh, to delete that. That's funny. Um, we also have The Last Jedi, obviously, December, uh, 15th. My birthday! Which is your birthday, which we've already got big plans for. And, um, we have the untitled Han Solo film, May 25th. Which I'm hoping we get a title at at D23. And that is in 2018. And this is, I'm just wrapping this up with another story we're going to talk about later, uh, as far as episode nine goes. But they have very recently released the release, the release date. Uh, announced the release date date, uh, of May 24th, 2019. Yeah, they're back to May. They're back to May. Which which, is good. Yeah, which is what we've been talking about. So, uh, be excited. Star Wars is not going away. No, it is not. For Star Wars fans. That's exciting. It's not something some of us are used to. I know, right? We're used to the dead time from the mid 80s to the late 90s. There's there's been a lot of downtime for Star Wars fans. Yeah, there has been. Thankfully, uh, that's changing, which is it's pretty not like cool. Star Trek, where you get something new every couple of years, <laughs> right? Uh, so, Kathleen Kennedy, um, this is, goes back to what we were just saying. Uh, the other, I just put this the link in here, but we've already talked about it. Uh, she, <laughs> people were asking her if if they're going to go back and alter the original Star Wars films, meaning back to like the original content. Exactly. Uh, this says speaking with uh, Steel Wars podcast at Star Wars Celebration last week, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy spoke. About man, Still Wars got to interview Kathleen Kennedy. That's pretty badass. I know, right? Um, spoke about the company's commitment to George Lucas's final cuts, um, and that they would not alter the films in any way. She said, "I wouldn't touch those." Are you kidding me? Kennedy said uh, with a laugh, uh, "Those will always remain his." Yeah, so, I mean, first of all, it just it would be bad PR. Yeah. Um, but she imagine you buy the company from the man, and then you just go like, "All right." I'm going to change all your movies. Exactly. No, I mean, first of all, it's just, it's bad PR, but uh, second of all, I don't think she actually has any rights to yeah, change anything I, from I the first so one. The set from five and six, I think she could if she wanted to. Right. But A New Hope, I don't think even, uh, I don't think she would have the rights to do that. I don't, yeah, I think, I think, I think you're even right. Even if she would, I don't think they have the rights to distribute it that way. Right. So. Because that's still with Fox. This is actually a cool little rumor, which I threw in here. Okay. Uh, I never watched Mr. Robot, did you? So good. Yeah, well, I, I, I watched the first season and I just haven't 
had time to binge the second season yet. Yeah. I hear it's good. Remy Malik is a revelation that Christian Slater is phenomenal. The writing is spot on. Cool. So this isn't really about Mr. Robot, but Mr. Robot, uh, the creator is rumored, uh, to write the next Star Wars standalone movie for the 2020 for, yeah, for that next slot. All about that. Right. All about it. So since you've seen the film or since you've seen the show and are familiar with his work, uh, any predictions on what that movie might be since we've been talking about it off and on for the last, Goodness knows how long. Well, he's very tech-centered. So I would guess it would have (laughs) something to do with a slicer. And by slicer, (laughs) I don't mean a lightsaber-wielding person. Oh, okay. (laughs) So like a hacker? Yeah. Star Wars hacker? Exactly. So, um, you know, and it could be not necessarily centered around them, but it's going to be having a lot of that. So I'm guessing you're going to get... A lot of stuff on Rashida, a lot of stuff on Coruscant, stuff, planets like that. That would be cool. That are much more um, tech-centered and not like something like Tatooine or something. And one of the other things we've talked about, which uh, this particular article kind of uh, suggests that is a possibility, um, is that maybe uh, it's the Kenobi movie we've been talking about. I really don't know about that. My guess would be, and actually what I would hope for, right. would it would be, this would be a film about the city underworld. So maybe bringing in the Black Sun, maybe bringing in... Do you think that they might go back to the Boba Fett idea? Because that's another suggestion here, too. No, I mean... I really hope they do I hope that. not. Um, <laughs> and we've talked about that how many The times. reason why Boba Fett is cool is because he's so limited. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would love it to be to bring in the the criminal underworld. So really, something hut centered. Um, yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um, all right, so this this story is intriguing because I love me some Rosario Dawson, yeah, some Night Nurse. Right, yeah, just a couple weeks ago we watched the trailer for Unforgettable. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Rosario Dawson apparently is kind of actively pursuing. No, maybe not actively pursuing, but. Heavily suggesting <laughs> to Lucasfilm that she wants to play Ahsoka. And so let me, I'll read this to you. It says, fans of the franchise were already uh, pining for Ahsoka to appear in live action form at some point. In February, a fan tweeted at the actress asking if she'd ever want to do it. Um, since then, people were like, oh, you should do it. So on Gordon Morning America this week, Dawson went all in on the notion that she wants to play the fan favorite Jedi. She first told the host that playing the character would be amazing, but followed up with any bolder statement, with fingers crossed, the actress pleaded with the internet to make it happen. So, how cool would it be to have Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tana? Okay, I think she'd be great as Ahsoka. The problem that I have with Here it you go. is most of the time that we would be able to get Ahsoka into a storyline is when she's younger. And I hate to say it, Rosario Dawson just too old to play young Ahsoka. She is, yeah. But if they were to do something like, as of right now, we still don't know her fate as of in Rebels. True. Okay? Um, they really haven't touched on her at all. They didn't touch her on her at all in Season 3. Because um, her story right. was pretty much wrapped up with the finale of Season 2. Now, if they bring in her in... uh Maybe not necessarily on the big screen, but if they were to ever do a live action TV show like they've been talking about, and maybe Filoni does it and its connections with how, uh, uh, like how the ghost is brought back into Rogue One. Yeah. That time frame would make sense. Well, and, or, and, or, <laughs> and, or, and, or, or just jump forward. Or jump forward. And to where, the age makes sense. Yep. Um, and what's Ahsoka doing when, I don't know. 
a, another thing is going on that we yeah, know about. Honestly, you know? if they were to, if they were would have done it, I think her age range would have been great for uh, coming into um, Force Awakens. She would have been a little young to play that age. Yeah. But if they were to do a movie between Jedi and Force Awakens, that's the sweet spot. All right. Okay. Wouldn't she be too old at that point? Force no. Awakens? You mean she was alive Ahsoka? in the Clone Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, well, she was a kid you're, you're, in the Clone Wars. She would be. Yeah, yeah. But you're talking about aging her up a little bit for. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. She okay. would be about 50, but in real life, Rosario Dawson's late 30. Yeah, exactly. I see what you're saying. Okay. That's why um, the sweet spot would be somewhere in between. Because we still have that 30-year period between Jedi and, and Force Awakens to play with. That's a good point, dude. Um, all right, man. So what do we got here? This is uh, – Star Wars announces a new uh, manga. A Star, yes. a Star Wars manga is pretty cool. Yeah. Well, right? I, mean, I mean, obviously, Star Wars really drives in the international audience. Right. So the new manga will launch a new campaign um, – on the app. So apparently there's an app involved with this. Okay. I don't know enough about this, to be honest with you. So when Star Wars in Japan cl- clash, it's always something to get excited about, blah, blah, blah. It says the... the do, 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 what is this even talking about? Well, you know, come while you're looking at that, I, I'm going to throw something in here. That was a new novel. That's what it is. That there is um, a big deal going on right now with them throwing apps that are centered with other content. Ah. Uh, for example, uh, Silicon Valley Season 4 just started. And there's an app in relation to that. Uh, Archer Season H has started. There's an app in relation to that where okay. you get to play something in the app as the content is delivered. And this is, I think, a way that they're trying to get people to not binge but to actually watch episodic content. Indeed. So the new manga series will deb- debut for free in the uh, Line Manga app on May 4th with new chapters debuting every Thursday. So, And the website describes the novel story below. It says... The reign of the Galactic Empire has reached the Outer Rim, planet of uh, Jolokan? I don't know. Uh, where aristocratic Thane Krell and rule uh, villager... There's a lot of weird names here. Sienna Ray uh, bond over their love of flying, enrolling at the Imperial Academy together to become fighter pilots for the Glorious Empire. Um, and this cont- Wow, people wanted to leave their homeworld to go and be pilots? Wow, right? Where did that idea come from? <laughs> Indeed. So, uh, And that continues. Um, there's a link in the show notes for that. But the new manga will launch a new campaign on the app uh, Manga Indies Program, which allows users to submit their own original mangas. So uh, users can submit their, their manga from May 4th to the 31st, uh, and a committee will nominate a list out of the submitted ones. Wow, that's pretty cool. Did you say indie? I'm just kidding because there's news later. Oh, yeah. No, we'll right. talk about that later. We will. Goodness. All right. So t- tell me about this next one because uh, I'm sure you have your copy of. of I Thrawn, am. Of I'm halfway Thrawn. through. I'm halfway through the Thrawn novel. How is it? Um, it's it's excellent. Oh well, God. It's, it's. I mean, it's, it's Timothy Zahn. I mean, come and on. but the story, the the approach they took to the story was very different than I thought they they were going to take. So I'm 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 halfway through it because I listen to a lot of different things. Yes, you do. So I blaze through half of it and i'm gonna go back to it and probably finish it this weekend while i'm on the golf course but um it's it's really cool but there's an interview on starwars.com with timothy zahn talking about his new novel thrawn um if you want to check out thrawn obviously this is a shameless plug for us but um get it for free on us audibletrial.com slash usual podcast and you can uh check out this uh awesome novel but um it's already out which is cool 
And there's a whole interview here. I'm definitely not going to go through the whole interview. Um, but it talks about the correct pronunciation of, of the Admiral's full name. Um, it's talking about his original creation with the, with the character. Um, the reaction at celebration, not celebra- uh, celebration, um, reaction when they announced it, um, right. that kind of thing. So it's a really cool interview. I don't, obviously I didn't do the interview. And I'm not going to read this whole interview. No, but, um, but the link is in the show notes. Definitely worth definitely worth checking out. Uh, and if you're a Timothy Zahn fan, um, and if you are a big fan of Mark Thompson's narration of Star Wars novels, and he's phenomenal. You definitely need to get it on Audible. So get it, it is on a great on. solo. Yeah, uh, let's talk about Episode Nine, dude. Yeah, there's a couple things about Episode Nine that came out. Um, we already talked about. We already talked one. about the release date, which we said was May, but it's actually May 24th of 2019. Right. So we're just over two years away. Yep. Um, but the other thing is, is that uh, the script is just now getting finished, and it's undergoing its first script reading soon, which is where they bring in the characters. If you remember the very first. A photo we ever got that J.J. Abrams posted from Force Awakens was them all sitting around the room and that's um, reading the, and, the script. And, and we talked about that quite a bit when that came out. That was one of my favorite shots. And, oh, it's and, a great and, picture. And after the fact, we learned that because Mark Hamill had zero lines in the film, he actually read the script, um, the narration parts of the script yes. um, while they did that. So that was cool. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued to see... Uh, when this happens, and I can't wait for the Instagram shots, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other news that, that just hit today, um, Ryan Johnson, who's writing, who wrote and is directing Episode 8, mm-hmm. um, he was all, always listed as the writer for Episode 9. Right. Um, turns out not true. He, huh. he released a tweet that said that hasn't been true for a while, which goes to show that Lucasfilm can hold secrets still. Yeah. Um, he wrote the original treaties, uh, uh, treatment of it. Um, for the story base, um, but Trevorrow, who's directing, picked up the script writing duties. Oh, nice! So, uh, so it's Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, Colin okay. Trevorrow is writing the, the script for uh, for nine. And Sweet. Like I said, he's wrapping it up now. They're going to get the first script reading. Well, and I think because of what we talked about last week with Carrie Fisher and everything else, I mean, all of that stuff had to be tweaked. Oh yeah, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. So in the last six months, tons of story stuff had to have changed. I'm sure. Exactly. Um. So going to Han Solo, this is just one of those really quick little stories. Uh, there was inter- Harrison Ford interviewed, uh, was talking about the, the young Han Solo movie. And right. he's basically, and of course, you know, you know, Harrison, Harrison he's like, well, don't, I think it'd be a little weird, don't you? <laughs> and, and yeah, it, well, it honestly, would be well, weird. Honestly, it wouldn't sound like. Um, um, uh, be kind of well, weird, young Han. But think about it. I plain, mean, plain landing. <laughs> you've played this role for how long, and then all of a sudden, then you see a young version of yourself playing it. Um, that's got to be kind of a trip, and especially knowing that you are not going to be in it, anything going forward or backwards. So exactly, you're and, you kinda know, it's, done. it's kind of similar to uh, to Carrie Fisher's reaction when he when she saw the young Leia yeah. at the end of Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Last Jedi news. Um, this was <laughs> this kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Really? And well, not really, but at the, the same time, the fact that they actually addressed it. Yeah, the fact that <laughs> Lucasfilm addressed it. Like, I get the fan theories. Right. I get the fan theories that okay. So what we're talking about? Obviously, I buried the lead here. Uh, there's fan theories about Finn and Poe becoming um having a relationship, being together. So right? are they called Pin or Foe? 
Well, look, I don't know what their couple name is, but what it comes down to. <laughs> Sorry, I believe that's called their shipper name. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, so Lucasfilm basically says, look, uh, that's not really in the plan, but we're not counting out completely, essentially. Right. I mean, it's, it, they're, I, I feel like they're treading this line of like, that's not necessarily in our plan right now. Right. It's not in the cards for what not, they really want. But we're not negating completely because. Well, the thing is, you know, I think they both have such, um, rich stories that they need to develop on their own for obviously with Ray, she's off with Luke. Right. Poe, we've, we have to figure out what's going on with the, the life tree, the force tree. True. The, from the his, comics and yeah, stuff. Yeah. His parents right. and stuff. So they've yeah. got to address that. Yeah, for sure. So, um, I'd be interested to see what, how this goes. I mean, shoot, they, they work well together. Yeah, so, they do. They, they do have good chemistry. Yeah. So it's all good with me. Um, oh, I, I said Finn and, uh, I meant, I was talking about Poe, and I meant, yeah, no, forget Finn. Wait, what did you say? Are they Finn and Poe? Will be they be a couple in the Last Jedi? That's the that's the headline. Okay, not Finn and Poe. That's po. what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's what it says. Finn and Poe. Open the article. Read it again. It says it in the title, dude. I didn't retype the title. Okay, think about that again. Finn and Poe will be a couple in the Last Jedi. We're gonna have a gay couple on. Screen? That's that's what I'm insinuating. Oh wow. I didn't even think about that. That's what we're talking about, bro. Sorry, I was thinking about Ray. I was thinking Ray and, and for God's sake, man! Wow, I just went, keep I, up. We're think outside the box. <laughs> so Will's leaving the room. I have offended him. No, uh, I have no problem with. Okay, I, let's go back. I'm all to, for that. Should we re? That's a total bromance. Okay, yeah, I'm okay. Let's with that. reassess what we're talking about. Yeah, you, for some reason in my head, I had Ray and Poe. Got to get outside of your thing, dude. I know, right? I'm just saying. So, again, countless fans, part of every detail, etc. He says, although people question Ray's parentage, that drove Kylo to the blah, blah, blah. And it says, specifically, are Finn and Poe Dameron going to hook up? So, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy acknowledged that she's aware of the fan theory and campaign to put uh, the resident's uh, ex-wing pilot and a relationship with the First Order deserter, among others. Unfortunately, don't expect to see it happen in The Last Jedi, but she's not ruling it out to happen uh, okay. entirely. What's really funny about this, have you seen the movie Central Intelligence with The Rock and Kevin Hart? Nope. Okay, well, the whole basis for the movie is that The Rock is a fat kid in high school. Yeah, I want to see that. I, yeah, I know it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like, and Kevin Hart's like the, the ultimate guy, right? Right. And even though he's like two feet tall. Exactly. Well, <laughs> in the movie, uh, The Rock gets... Uh, Kevin Hart's Letterman jacket, and you find out later that he like sleeps in it almost every night. <laughs> and I'm like, that's what I wanted. I want to see Finn sleeping in Poe's jacket like, every oh, night. This is my jacket. It smells like you. That's great. All right, so are we on the same page now? Yeah, now we're on the same page, okay. and I'm all for it. That's great. I figured you would be. I was like, what are you confused about? I thought I, thought I was the title like, spoke volumes. I and I and I was like trying to call you out. I'm like, uh, read that. I am like, that's I really did not see. It it's like there. last week. Can I make it any clearer? Will Finn and Poe be in a relationship? <laughs> Sorry, folks. Moving on. Uh, merchandise. Uh, what the frick? Yeah, so they're releasing a, a new Star Wars Build-A-Bear. Love it. And they're also going to have an R2-D2 plush. Nice. There's pictures in the article. Follow yeah. it if you want. But I'm just saying. New merch. The, the Build-A-Bears are important, I think, uh, for the downtown Disneys of the world. Um, yes. Because there's always those. And, boy, the, those places make a killing. I could not imagine how much money this place are making, but uh, my kids love the Build-A-Bears, and you can't walk out of there for less than 100 bucks. You know what I want? I want to get a Kylo Ren Build-A-Bear, yeah. but then have the voice say the lines from the Saturday Night Live skit. 
Kylo Ren's a chump bitch. Well, let's make that happen. <laughs> all right. So we have, um, well, it's not a lot of parks news. It's all almost the same parks news. I want to let's save this one for the end. Um, but let's talk about the collector's fortress. Yes. Which is okay. what's taking over for, for Tower of Terror in, in the Disney parks. So what it's coming down to is it looks like there's going to be six different routes. Yeah, very similar in style to uh, like what they did with uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's so many different uh, uh, combinations. Different combinations that you can experience, right? Um, so it looks like, uh, let's see. They actually looks like a name. You can check out the possibilities. The Guardians ride has a total of six experiences available from right, for riders to sample. The routes do not require any different movements from the elevator, but riders will be able to meet with different members of the superhero team very with cool. each story, which is great. And that's kind of similar to um, Radiator Springs, the Ridge Racers yes. ride, where you, there's a couple different paths. You can either get your tires done and or get a, a paint job. Ride. Man, that's a good ride. And it's it's so cool to like know, like, oh, what am I going to get this time yeah. kind of thing, right? Um, so it looks like some of the possibilities are Drax versus Beast, Drones, Escape, Anti-Gravity, um, Abelisk Attack, and Quill versus Oralani. I don't know what any of this is, but... Um, and it's going to be teamed up with different songs, timed with different songs, oh, awesome. excuse me. Um, and, oh, my God. So, a full list of tracks can be read below. It says, I Want You Back, the Jackson 5. Uh, nice. Hit Me With Your Best Shot, Pat Benatar. Good. Give, it up the f- Give Up the Funk, Parliament. Oh, perfect. Born to Be Wild, Steppenwolf. Uh, Burning Love, Elvis Presley, and Free Ride. Oh, I love all these songs. Edgar Winter Group. I, if, if I get the Jackson 5 on my first run, I will just get right back in line. And hope that I get it again. I love that song so much. Dude. No, that's a great song. I would be all about the uh, um, the third one you said. Yeah, just close it. The Pat Benatar song? No. Um, I'll open it back up so that you can get what you need. Uh, the third one was uh, Give Up the Funk. Yeah, Parliament. Parliament yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Parliament I'm all about. Cool. Uh, now, there's an article in here. Um, there's a little bit of uh, a tour of that ride. Okay. And I don't, and, and so I don't know. I've seen a lot of these pictures before. This is the only picture I've seen on any of the articles that I've clicked on this week where there's an interior shot, which is pretty badass. Um, and I don't know if this is the cue. Like I'm trying to dive too much into it because really what I want to do is go in blind, walk into this ride exactly and be like, I'm finally in Guardians. Like, right. Well, it's opening this summer, right? I hope, I think so. I think it's yeah. July. I mean, I think they're trying to sync it up. I mean, the movie comes out next week. Yeah. Right. So, um, it says guests will be, let's see. I just want to see rare. Oh, so this is like, uh, so there's a lot of boxes. Like, uh, the collector has these boxes and mm-hmm. what he's collecting. Um, right. those are, those look like they're hanging from the ceiling, which looks pretty sweet. Um, and the outside, which we showed last week, uh, it looks pretty damn yeah, cool. Yeah. I'm, so. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. So I cannot wait. Okay. This, this next story. <laughs> You sent me a video yesterday. Well, because I get push notifications from Twitter all the time you from do. certain things. And so you, you sent me this this Twitter notification, yeah. and I immediately watched it, first of all. And second, sent it around to my family, yeah. and they all loved it. So I've heard that he does this. Yeah. Okay? And he's done it before. And I think we've talked about it before. But um, but there's video. Of this. Yeah. So I have a link in the show notes. Um, I don't know. Should we just open up the video? Maybe. Uh <laughs> So the title of it is Johnny Depp is playing Jack Sparrow live in Disneyland. Right. Now, if you are, um, apparently, if you're, um, 
Johnny Depp. I mean, we can all we can all dream, right? Okay, well, you know how like Chris Evans. You, and, you say stuff. I'm, I'll, Chris, I'll get this set up. Yeah, you know how Chris it. Evans and Chris Pratt they'll dress up in their costumes and go to like hospitals and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Johnny Depp does the same thing with his uh, with his Jack Sparrow costume. There's one uh, I remember. I think of some British boy that wanted him to come to school, and so he went to the kid's school dressed as Jack Sparrow. Oh my god. What's what's crazy? I'm gonna I'm gonna override all this stuff back here. Sorry, real quick. Uh, what's crazy? What's crazy about this to me is personally, this is my favorite ride in the park. It's I, a great I, ride. I have always loved um, pirates, and then they upgraded it. They put the new when the new movies came right, out. They put in all the Jack Sparrow. Still stuff. great. Yes, and you can see Jack Sparrow in various locations. But the people's reactions to this, and this is somebody's obviously filming as they're coming down the ride, but they're like. Holy crap, that's Johnny Depp literally in the ride. Yeah, and um, he's interacting with them. And it's it's 50 seconds, so if you're not into this, I'm sorry, but I think this is pretty badass, so check it out. Imagine being that close to death. crazy is that right how awesome is that <laughs> well ma- what makes me laugh about it is they're like oh my god that's johnny depp and they're like i love you i love you i love you and he's like oh what are your names <laughs> how you doing over there <laughs> okay. all right i'm gonna jump into your ship <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna jump out into the you yeah. you can stay and <laughs> he's like well that's not a good idea hold on <laughs> i'll just come in there uh so i just i love stuff like that yeah. i i mean what do you do and i like to i'm an idiot i like to think of the logistics <laughs> If I'm Johnny Depp, do I just show up to Disneyland in the outfit and be like, "Okay, guys, um, I'm ready to go into the ride"? Well, you, yeah, no, you know, it was. I mean, it's just it, it was done ahead of time. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this. I was at Disneyland about ten years ago. I mean, I've been yeah. multiple times, but about ten years ago, and uh, me and some family members, we were sitting there watching Fantasmic. Yeah, and one of the places we love to watch Fantasmic is at the Riverbell Terrace, which is right across yeah. from Pirates, right? Mm-hmm. And we were sitting there. And I will tell you, this This is before the MCU launched. We turn around, and who's standing behind us watching Fantasmic? John Favreau. What? Yes. Favreau? Favreau was there. My sister Stephanie went up and got his autograph and everything. Oh, that's sick, dude. That's and awesome. there was, because they were doing some uh, big, huge ABC launch event. Yeah. Um, because we, uh, we were in line at uh, Big Thunder Mountain later that night. Yeah. And they whisked uh, aboard, um, Oh, it was either Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears through mm-hmm. the exit. And like her and her entourage oh, came through and jumped Cool, out. man. Well, anything else Star Wars-wise? Uh, no, I think that's pretty much it. It's time to move on to the usual roundup. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. 
So as always, <laughs> yeah, we got to start off with some bad news. But yesterday, John, I mean, if you ever ask anybody, do you want the good news or the bad news? They want the, the bad, bad news, news first, because then he can finish on a high. Then note. we're done. Right. Okay, go. Um, we lost a, an i an icon an iconic filmmaker this week. Yesterday, Jonathan Demi passed away at the age of seventy three. Yeah. Um, he didn't make a ton of movies. Excuse Silence me. of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Oscar winning director for Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a classic. Right. Uh, there was another list of the stuff that he did too. Let's see. Uh, he did Silence of the Lambs, Philadelphia. Philadelphia's great. Um, and I think Stop Making Sense, which I've never seen, uh, is a documentary. Oh, about, uh, uh the talking heads. Yeah. Uh, but man, I mean, it, it's funny. If you follow pop culture, uh, and listen to pop culture podcasts, everybody talks about this director in one way, shape or form. Yeah. Um, now it, that he's gone he's because influential. it, it he has, I mean, people like this have a huge impact on, on, on the creators yeah. of, of the pop culture. Yeah. I mean, to kind of give, to right? kind of give you an idea, I mean, a, a director is obviously the person who brings it all together, right? right? It's his vision, his or her vision. And, um, in the history of the Oscars, I mean, we, we had like La La Land this year got nominated for 14 awards. I mean, you can get right. a whole bunch of awards like, um, Return of the King got 13 awards, yeah. mostly technical awards and stuff like that. But there's only three films in the history of the Oscars to to do what they call sweeping the Oscars, which is to win Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Writing. Oh, wow. Okay? And the only three movies to do it are Happened One Night back in the 30s. Okay. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975. Right. And Silence of Lambs in 1992. Wow, that's crazy. Well, uh... Well, I mean, to to steal from Old Smith, a uh, big bucket of win—that's amazing. Yeah, um, it, amazing, and also super sad. Yeah, and he he trained his uh, his nephew, who's also a, yeah. a big time uh, director. But you know, seventy three years old. Seventy three. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. I mean, younger than you know than he probably should have been, but it is what it is. Yeah, but at least we got him here while he was here. Exactly. Uh. So, X-Files is coming back. Yeah, we're we actually our- mentioned this at the end of last week's yeah. show. So, we're in our rear review section right now, and I, I couldn't remember if we uh, talked about this last week, because you rattled off a bunch of stuff. We did, the week. Um, but, it, but we got a little bit of news. It's going to be 10 episodes. Which 10 is episodes. Last uh, The last season they did was only six. So, it's great they're going to be was able to Was it expand. six? I thought it was eight. It was no, six. six. You're right. Yeah. Um. So, they're coming back. 10 episode event, which is badass. Um. And what what is this guy? What they are doing a Boondock Saints prequel TV series. <laughs> That's awesome. Um. I hope they. I mean, if it's not on a premium channel, which it should be, because it's going to be violent. Oh yeah. Um. It it, it better at least be on AMC because Indeed. they can get away with more stuff there. Um. Now there is no word on whether because it's a prequel, so it's going to be when they're younger. So we don't know if it's going to be Sean Patrick Ryan, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, right, or Norman Reedus, who's now gone on to play Daryl in The Walking Dead. Oh wow! On whether they're going to come back, but they're also uh, in talks to do a Boondock Saints three. Sweet. So uh, if you if first of all if you haven't watched Boondock Saints, watch it. I they're, haven't. They're phenomenal movies. I believe you. I've heard that, but right. I haven't seen it. We got next some, one's all you, dude. Yeah, we got some really interesting movie news. Um, I'm a big David Fincher fan. Um, so if you don't know Fincher, I mean he did. The game he did, uh, Social Network, lots of great stuff. Right. Um, he has been signed on to do World War Z two, and I I saw I did not no I did not see the first one actually. It's pretty good. It's not quite. Um, Isn't that's a uh, Pitt right? Yeah, Brad Pitt yeah. was in it. Um, the thing about it is you either really liked it or you really didn't because right. it, depending on the source material, the source book is by written by um, Max Brooks. Who's well, Mel- that I know. Yeah, Mel Brooks kid. Mel Brooks kid. Yeah, and he really got in the socio political governmental aspects of. A Nazi or Nazi, 
a zombie, zombie? outbreak. <laughs> right. Um, whereas the movie was basically turned into zombies are fast. Indeed. And but I still really enjoyed it. I if thought the zombies movie was, are fast. We're all done. Exactly. Which is terrifying. Um, but I really I thought it was a, a very enjoyable movie to watch. I thought the scenes were really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I really liked it. So I'm really I'd really like to see what David Fincher comes up with. Totally. I hope it's actually a little bit darker. Um, which you would hopefully get with Fincher. Okay. Okay. Bro, this next one kills me. You know, I, okay. I almost brought up this, this idea last week. Too late. Right. They already, they already nailed it officially. The Rock and Jason Statham are officially getting a Fast and the Furious spinoff movie. Okay. Well, if you now we're doing spinoffs. Okay. Well, if you haven't, we're seen, already going to Fast 10. If you haven't seen Fate of the Furious, I haven't. Um, they have great chemistry on on screen together, sure, and they are enjoyable to see together. In, in I love seven. both those actors, by the yeah, way. Yeah, they're they're great and they're hilarious. The thing about this is, if you remember, there was all this like behind the scenes drama behind The Rock and Vin Diesel, this, right, right, during the last contrived production. or not, who knows? Right. Well, evidently, the thing is, is there's been a, a post credit sequence on every movie since the third one. There wasn't on this one. The oh. rumor was that there was going to be a standalone scene between The Rock and. And Jason Statham and that's gonna be this. as the well, just as the post credit scene, and that was going to launch the spinoff. Interesting. Until okay. Vin Diesel nixed it, uh, and that's why it was taken off of the tra- off the theatrical release. All right, but it looks like they're getting the film anyways. Do it, which I'm all for because I think those two together would be hilarious. I there's, would almost rather see that than the next Fast movie. <laughs> there's a really funny scene in Fate Eight where uh, um, Vin Diesel's or not Vin Diesel, uh, Jason Statham is dealing with a baby on an airplane during a gunfight. Oh. And it is flipping hilarious. <laughs> a baby? Okay. Yes. All right. Continue. Um, yeah. So there's been uh, long time rumors of a, of a new Austin Powers movie coming out. Because, you know, it's been almost 15 years since the last one. So it's time to have another one? Uh, well, Mike Myers. I'm uh, confused on how we why we do this. Okay. Well, there's a huge <laughs> swell of reboots and remakes and all that stuff. Wait, there is? Really? Go no, figure. Weird. Um, and Mike Myers obviously doesn't need the money because he makes money hand over fist for Shrek. Yeah, no, he's, he's and they're good. as we already talked about a few weeks ago, they're doing a new Shrek movie. Yeah, he's good to line. go forever. Uh, Jay Roach, who directed all the Austin Powers movies, is also on board. Mm. Um, but Myers has actually taken a big break recently because he lost his father. Oh, I and know that. the uh, the Austin Powers movies are very heavily centered on father oh, drama. Yep, yep. Um, so now that he's like distanced himself from the from the loss of his father. He wants to kind of pay homage to that in writing a new film that kind of deals with that. Okay. In the Austin Powers films, which dealt a lot with fatherhood. Oh, I like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, so that'd be very cool. There's nothing, there's no meetings being had, no nothing. It's just sure. the fact that Myers and Roach have both come out and said they want to do an Austin Powers 4. That's that's a start. I mean, to kind of give you an idea how long it's been since the last one, the last one had Beyonce in it as a rising star. I love it. I love it. And she's like... Veteran. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know. Um, wait, what? Oh, you added this. Is this the He-Man thing falling through? Yeah. Okay. No, it's not falling falling through. Okay. Actually, there's two things. I'm going to jump forward. We have one release date really quick I want to mention. Okay. Masters of the Universe has been given a release date for December 18th of 2019. Okay. They've lost the director, though. Bummer. The director was Mick G, who's... Obviously, he was known for music yeah, videos. But we were talking did, about that. He did Charlie's Angels. He did a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, and it's not. I don't think it's as bad as like the when the Flash has been lost like two directors now. Right, right. Which we actually have some news about that. Oh. Um, but 
Mick G is just stepping back from it. Okay. It could be uh, scheduling conflicts, whatever. They'll That's get right. another director, but they're still staying firm to the release date. All right. That's something. Right. Um, this I, is... I want to see the He-Man movie. Yeah. I want to see that happen. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I don't know enough about this. I actually had this in the, in the outline, and I decided to let it go because I didn't know enough about the first part. Okay, there's spoilers, so I'm going to give everybody a little bit of a warning here because this is a fairly recent film, but it is already available digitally, so it's not a big deal. Are you going to give the, the twist, though? You kind of okay. I won't give the, the the exact twist. All right. Okay. I kind of want to see it, but go ahead. Well, I mean, it, you already know what the overall. Okay, the movie is split. Right. With James McAvoy, where he plays a a, a, a schizophrenic, well, a multiple personality disorder uh, sufferer who has twenty three, maybe twenty four distinct personalities in his head. Right. At the end of the movie, this is an M Night Shyamalan movie, and Shyamalan loves his twists. At the end of the movie, he connects it to a previous work of his. Okay. Okay. Um, he has come out and said now that that character. The James McAvoy character was originally slated to be in the earlier film ah. as a major character. Okay. Okay. So now what they're doing is they're doing a third movie. <laughs> of course they are. Called Glass. Glass. Yep. I and see. it's going to bring in those two storylines. All right. That makes more sense because I didn't get any of that story. Yeah. I didn't see any of that. So, which if I, and I haven't said the names, but if you know Glass, you know what the first movie is. Indeed. Um, we'll get to some casting news. Um. Yeah, Kevin Hart. What talking about Kevin Hart? And you Kevin know he did. You know he's just. A, it seems to be in everything nowadays. They are doing a remake of the Dan Aykroyd John Candy movie, The Great Outdoors. Are they really? Oh my god! And he is going to be taking the spot of the uh, Dan Aykroyd character. Okay. Um. There's no word on who's going to be playing the Candy character. Um. A lot of people are th- thinking it might be Mike Epps. Well, but Dan really Aykroyd's character. Refresh my memory. He was he, kind of the jackass. Okay, got it. Okay, he was the one that was married to Annette Benning. Okay, movie. okay, got it. Okay, um, yeah. So that's it. Cool. Uh, Riverdale, uh, which I personally love, and I and the latest episode is airing tonight, which I'm excited about. I'm three episodes back. Oh, it's so good. Um, but Reggie Mantle, uh, who plays the jerk jock. Oh, you like that jerk jock? Yeah, the jerk jock kid. Um, he uh has a bunch of conflicts coming up and so they're going to recast him. So he's this guy in the middle here. Um, I'm Will is the only one that can see it. Um, but if you're watching the show, he, um, he's not a very, he's not a very, um, consequential character in the show right now. No, but he's a villain of sorts because he's a bully antagonist. Yeah. Antagonist. I I think they say something like that in here, but anyway, the bottom line is they're recasting him. Um, they haven't said who yet. Uh, but you know, it is, it is what it is. He's a major character in the comics. Um, and he was actually significant enough to be in the theme song to the Archie show, the animated series, which ran for 17 episodes. So, right. you know, he's not, it's not like he hasn't really been pulled into the modern storyline. Yeah. Right. But I think there, I think the plan was, okay. yeah, I think the plan was to probably bring him into the fold more right. later and bring and, him into season two and so i think that's why they're gonna have to recast him right so that makes more sense um all right all right so uh, jurassic world 2 oh, um goodness. which is already in production we already know um and as you heard earlier in podcast corner i'm a, a big fan of like la noir type stuff yeah and so back in la confidential i love james cromwell okay um uh he was also in babe he was in a whole bunch of stuff he has long been known that he's going to be in Jurassic World 2. Well, his character was announced what it was today. 
Oh, yeah? And he is playing a guy named Ben something, and the name's inconsequential, doesn't really matter. But he plays uh, John Hammond's original partner in InGen. No way. So it's a major oh, tieback oh, for Jurassic cool. Park. That's pretty cool. All right. And we have a bunch of... Uh, that's cool. It's, I know, right? It's actually more intrigued by that than I thought exactly. it'd be. It's nifty. Uh, we okay, have... when I saw these uh, little bits of news, I almost creamed my pants. Okay, well, that's graphic, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so we have Indiana Jones got a release date. Yes! Okay, um, do you know what it is? I do want to know what it is. Uh, so this comes on the heels of, this is from StarWars.com, actually. Right. Um, comes on the heels of Episode Nine release date being announced. Yes. And the Indiana Jones series, which is, uh, in addition, the fifth chapter of the Indiana Jones series is now confirmed for a July 10th, 2020 release. Nice. Steel, S- Steven Spielberg, director of, of every Indiana Jones film, and Harrison Ford will return. Yes. How badass is that? I'm very excited. So... There we go. Um, Riverdale uh, cast Hiram Lodge for season two, which is actually cool because uh, we have no Hiram Lodge. No, he's a character that's spoken about a lot, but not shown because in- he's indeed. in jail. Indeed. Um, I don't know where these other ads are coming from, but he's kind of in the background of all of the stuff that's going on in Riverdale. Um, and they cast, let me find the name. Yeah, he plays a Charles Ponzi type person who went to jail for uh, Ponzi scheming. Yeah, it's like a Ponzi scheme. But what, who did they actually give us a name? I didn't read the article, so. Well, obviously, but I'm just saying. Like, I hate uh, you so I much. I'm just saying. I thought I read it, and now I don't see and it. And everybody in our chat room hates you too, Marshall. I'm just telling you. We've all been hiding it for a long time. But, you know. No, I'll just read it while everybody waits. How about that? <laughs> well, he's going to appear in season two. Yes. He's been cast. Cool. I mean, they're, at least they're, they, we know that they're going to be finally showing him on screen. Uh, it also looks like, uh, oh, um, yeah. you know, I just realized is you put that under release dates instead of casting. Um, it also looks like Shane Black's Wait, Predator. What? Oh, yes. I screwed up. Yeah, you did. Uh, it looks like Shane Black's Predator has been pushed back again. So what's the new date? Look, I don't know if I can keep up with this Predator thing, man. Uh, you know, okay. You know what the funny thing is about films release dates is they always used to move. We just never learned about it. This is all. Are you sh- trying to say because we have the internet? Yes. Well, there we are. <laughs> uh, it was originally scheduled on February 9th. And uh, let's see, it is now coming out August 3rd, 2018. Okay. And honestly, this could be one. Let's move to summer. Um, it'll open against Scarface, the remake uh, by uh, Joel Cohen, Ethan Cohen, World Brothers Meg, uh, which has jo- uh, Statham. Uh, and well, we know and already know it's Shane Black. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, things move around all the time, and if one thing moves, it waterfalls and dominoes because things open up. Yep. Plus, I honestly think Predator would do better in the summer than in February, anyways. Can I just say I secretly hate this next story? But I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> talk about it anyway. I'm gonna let you say it then. So here we are with release dates. Avatar finally. Be- gives a re- uh, official release dates to the 20th Century Fox schedule. Avatar 2. I feel like this is going to change by the time I finish reading this. Oh, but of course it will. Avatar 2 is now scheduled for release date uh, December 18th, 2020. Avatar 3 will be almost exactly a year later on December 17th. And there'll be a three-year hiatus leading up to the release of Avatar 4, for who knows what reason, on December 20th, 2024. 
Avatar 5 will arrive on December 19, 2025. How the serious F can you even schedule something that damn far ahead of time? Why don't you talk to Marvel and Star Wars about that? I get like, okay, you know, and actually, I get like you're like saying, hey, we're going to do it roughly this date, but you're saying these exact dates now? It's 2017. Well, the thing is, is when you have things that are temple like that, mm. you kind of have to, because like I said, I it'll suppose. move everybody else off the date. Yeah. Right. And I think honestly, Avatar was waiting until Lucasfilm announced the Star Wars dates and that they were officially moving back to May. Because Avatar, the first one, released in December, and they right. wanted de- that's a that's a really good. They wanted December back. That's a good theory, dude. I think I think you're right. I think um, the juggernaut that is the MCU and uh, and Star Wars, yeah, and the MCU pretty much leaves December alone. They're yeah. pretty much stuck with uh, um, April, July, right, and and November. Yeah, good point. All right, uh, I'll, I'll leave the last two to you. Yeah, so as we know, uh, you know, Sony and, and Marvel uh, made the agreement with bringing the Peter Parker Spider-Man into the MCU, but of course, Sony still owns the rights to Miles Morales. Indeed. And so they're doing their animated Spider-Man that they want to have as the basis for an ongoing film franchise. And the animated movie was originally supposed to come out December 21st Oops. of the of 2018, and they moved it up a week to 20, nice. to 12-14. Yeah, we are now into Universal Usual, so we actually Master- don't have a ton of news. Did you do the Master of the Yeah, Universe? I mentioned it when we talked about losing the director. <sighs> yeah, we don't have a whole lot. So this this kind of irks me a little bit, and and I'm not mad mad. I'm just a little peeved. Right. Um, I like Powerless. I do. We're talking about the, the DC Extended Universe right now, by the way. Is that where we're at? Yes. Hmm. I know where we're at. And... NBC has pulled Powerless from the schedule. I like Powerless. Now, and so do I, but here's the weird thing. They haven't canceled it. No, and it happens where sometimes they'll, they'll pull from the schedule and it doesn't, it, to- it just doesn't have anywhere to be now. Right. And so will it show up again? Like, who knows? It's in limbo. It's a limbo stage for shows. Right. So it's pulled from the schedule, but it doesn't necessarily say that, I mean, they've probably finished filming the first season anyways. Right. And they'll probably. I mean, they, they might have a couple episodes they haven't aired yet, and they might just flood them into to summer. It's what they used to do with movies or with shows that would get pulled. Yeah. Um. But you know, we'll see. Um. As I talked about earlier, we might be uh, bringing somebody from Funko back. Uh, it, coming in to talk about stuff. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but Justice League just they just released their Justice League line. Yeah. Or pictures from it, and they look phenomenal. Yeah, that's uh, Check out my my Pinterest page uh, in the next couple of days, and I'll make sure they all get posted. Of a little Batgirl news. Um. There's a possibility Joss Whedon is going to bring Alicia Silverstone in as a cameo. Okay. Can I tell you how big of a crush I had on Alicia Silverstone oh, back dude, in the day? I had such a crush on her, too. Um, but the funny thing like, is... I had, like, three posters of her in Clueless on my wall as a kid, like, back in the day. You're funny. I, well, I'm I'm putting it out there, bro. You know, actually, you I'm know, brave enough to say You know say what it. my favorite Alicia Silverstone mm-hmm. movies was? All right. Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, here we are. All right, so anyways, uh, the you funny know what my favorite Alicia Silverstone role is? What? Freaking Aerosmith video. I <laughs> <laughs> love that Aerosmith video. Okay, let's move Where on. Where she's hanging from the rope and look, flipping off the camera. Look, bro. Her and Liv Tyler? I know. Are you kidding me? I know. I, I get you. Um, but the funny thing is, is she came from like the, arguably the worst Batman movie ever. That's fine. That's fine. All right, go ahead. It's all going to be fine. So this is what I love is, as we know, The Flash has already lost two directors. Yeah. Right? And guess who is having a meeting to possibly join the ranks? 
Robert Zemeckis? Zemeckis. Seriously? Yes. Boy, they're really seriously. If the DCU could pull in both Whedon and Zemeckis, oh my god! Yeah, they might. A, they might have something going for. Is him. that a punch in the arm? Yeah, but my a punch in the arm, yes. But let's see what happens when it happens. Right. Like that's that's my thing. Like I I feel like can even those two amazing people bring these stories back to where what MCU is doing? I mean, honestly, well, let's see how Wonder Woman and Justice League do. Yeah, and we'll see. I think. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I'm worried a little bit about uh, Wonder Woman. Only, the closer, you know, that's the one I thought was for sure going to be good. Yeah. The closer we're getting to it, I'm getting more worried. I'm worried about Wonder Woman. Um, Justice League, I think, will have a better chance only because you're going to get multiple audiences that right. have seen the other content. <sighs> I don't know, man. I, I, I think the Flash movie is a mistake, honestly. I feel like they need to scratch it. And I like Ezra Miller. I think the biggest mistake, though, is not ca- not casting Grant Gustafson. If they're not going to do Gustafson, they need to scratch it. I, f- I feel like... And then maybe come back in a couple years and and put Grant in there when the Flash uh, TV show's done or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The thing like, is, is because even though the the, fl- the Flash movie is like have on hard times, he's already filming his stuff for Justice League. But that's what I mean, man. I mean... I don't know. I, I I think they're making a mistake. We're just really partial to Grant Gustin because he's phenomenal. But it, of course, and it doesn't it, it doesn't make sense for the amount of years we've been following him as the Flash on TV on the CW. Why all of a sudden I'm going to go to unless they um, unless they just use a different Flash, but they're actually using the but they're using the Barry Allen. They are right, so they don't have an excuse. They're just blowing. I mean, they could use you know. Any of them. Yeah, we've harped on this enough, but I honestly think that they are making a misstep here. And I think if they're having a hard time with directors, that's a a, a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. You know, scratch the project, put it aside, revisit it when the when the CW series is over, and get and get Grant in there. I don't know. That's right. just me. Um. All right. So as we were talking about Wonder Woman, uh, you know, it's coming up on release date soon. It's what next month? I think. Yeah. Um. They are starting to do obviously a lot more uh, marketing and stuff. Danica Patrick of the uh, NASCAR series is going to be run- is going to be running a Wonder Woman sponsored car. No way! So her car is going to be painted with the logo and uh, everything. That's so bad. Um, and actually, if you open up the article, you'll see pictures, and I'll post them to fi- to Pinterest. You know what she should do is like when she wins, play that loud. Oh, absolutely! That, yeah, that'd be sick. <clears throat> that and her fire retardant suit has got to yeah. be red and yellow mm-hmm. and blue and. Oh, that looks sick. Isn't that a, a cool color scheme? Oh, that is sick. Yeah, that's that's amazing. All right. All right um, uh, we're into Disney now. Yeah, the Disney stuff is interesting. I just put a link in here for Disney release dates. Some of them are... Um, this is going to get a little redundant, though. I yeah, don't well, wanna... we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were dealing with CinemaCon. Okay, so I don't need to really go into that, but Frozen 2 has released it. Yeah, that's the new big one. And um, there's a casting for Lion King, so let's do Frozen first since i'm opening that one currently I'll open the other one. and um what's interesting about this is <laughs> it's gonna it, the, the release date is gonna be november 27th 2019 and okay. that is putting it alongside other disney projects as captain marvel um, which is march 8th um and of course may 3rd we've got uh, infinity war 2 and that kind of stuff so uh Man, this is a trip. November 27, 2019. When would the last one come out? Two years ago? No, 2013. It's been three and a half years. Why so long? I wonder. 
Interesting. Well, because it takes about five years yeah, to do I, an animated I, movie. I guess the animated movies take a while. Um, okay. Well, 2019 is going to be a big year for that studio because you're going to have episode nine. Yeah. You're going to have Captain Marvel. You're going to have Frozen 2. And also, July 19th, 2019 is when we're going to get the John Favreau live action Lion King. Right. We've already had the <laughs> casting of Donald Glover playing Simba. Right. And Donald Glover's great. He's already in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. Um, Who'd they cast? Because they yeah, have Timon for, and Pumbaa, right? For Pumbaa, um, Timon and Pumbaa, who are originally voiced by Nathan Lane and Ernie Simbella. Yep. Uh, Seth Rogen is going to be voicing Pumbaa. Stop it. Seriously? And then uh, Billy... Seth Rogen is going to do Pumbaa? And Billy Eichner from Parks and Rec is going to be voicing Timon. That's going to be so much fun. We already know that James Earl Jones is going to be coming back to play Mufasa. I want to get a handle on the the blooper reels and the improvs from Rogen and the other guy. Oh, yeah. Just just the back and forth, I think, just for fun. It'd be great. Cool. Anyway. All right. So... I thought this was actually really interesting. So the only Netflix piece of news I have really is uh, they're willing to premiere its original movies in theaters. But duh. Like, why wouldn't they? Yeah, do it. But what do you think this means for not to go off on too much of a tangent because we're almost done here. But what do you think this means for like Hulu, Amazon, Netflix original movies if they do well. Can they, if they turn around and put them in theaters, doesn't that change the whole dynamic of Hollywood and movie making? Well, we're already kind of going that way, anyways. I mean, if you look at um, for minor releases, they would either have straight to DVD yeah. or would hit limited number of screens. Yeah. What they do now is they have a little bit of a wider release, but they also release them digital the same day. That's true. That's okay. True. So they're just going to be doing more like that where you're not going to have like a Netflix original movie releasing to, you know, 3000 plus screens right, right, or 4000 plus in like blockbuster screens. You're going to have it releasing to like between 500 to 1500 screens in major markets. And for those people that aren't in those markets, they can watch it at home. It's a good point. Um, I got rid of that top one. So, uh, Marvel Studios changed the release date for one. So we're in, uh, Marvel news now. Right. They changed the release date for one of its untitled films. And now this is weird to me. Like they haven't named the film yet. They've changed the release date. Right. Well, because a couple of reasons. And actually we'll get to an article later that talks about how Kevin Feige doesn't know if MC will have an official phase four. I mean, we already know. Right. Because they're starting to do more. I mean, we've, we you know we already had like Iron Man three, and they had the Thor movies worked out. But now, because of the phenomenal success of like Guardians of the Galaxy, we're getting a Guardians of the Galaxy two and a yeah, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy three. They're throwing in more sequels, and so therefore they have to move certain that makes sense. projects around. So it basically says the release date pushed from July tenth, twenty twenty, to August seventh, twenty twenty. Right. It's a one month delay, and it's not a long one, but let's fans know Marvel Studios will be aiming for the film to have a late summer, early fall premiere. And just because they haven't named the title doesn't mean they haven't started pre-production. True, true. Right? I mean, because we already know uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is is already in production. Captain Marvel's just about to start off production. Black Panther is just wrapping up production. They always are on these. There's always those three things going on. And so for something with 2020, um, you're probably three movies out so like right now they're just about to start production on 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 captain marvel you're looking at two more after that so you're gonna have 
uh, uh, Infinity War 2, whatever they want to call right, it. Right, right. And then you're going to have the third one after that. Right. And then you're going to start getting into that new cycle. All right. So right now they're, they're in probably script writing on it. Yeah. Good point. Um, I'm going to get rid of this next one too. Okay. Uh, James Gunn says Guardians of the Galaxy could future, uh, feature an LGBT character, which, cool. You know what? It's I feel funny. like, I feel like I'm frustrated that this is, uh, that is new. This, this straight, this, these last four shows we've done, we've talked about an LGBT character appearing in something. Right. And what I would love is like, and I'm all for it. Fantastic. Well, obviously. But um, we've talked about but it. Why is it news? Right. Like it, that's what I'm getting frustrated. With. I I, I and saw. It, and the, honestly, this reminds me. This keeps reminding me back to that Joss Whedon quote right. of "Why do you write strong female characters?" Stop asking me the goddamn question. Exactly. <laughs> that's what it is. It's like, and and that's a really good point. It's like, why do they keep writing articles about this? Right. Because people still question the validity of it. But again, I mean. TV, uh, I just I just hate the fact that we have to make it news to make it right. mainstream. Which is why I'm not diving into it. I don't really give a crap who the character might no, or may not, not be. I that's not the point. I put this in here because it kind of fired me up because yeah. we you know, the wife and I watch a lot of different shows and you know we're at the point now where in the first episode of Riverdale, right? You get uh female characters kissing each other right. to to prove a point but then you also have um the we spent enough time on it what two weeks ago talking about the doctor who character right the and then companion. just last week we were talking about the uh the the new warriors or exactly. the new mutants with uh um the uh the the new person joining up with uh squirrel girl exactly so I, i'm i'm getting i'm not i'm not i'm glad it's happening Oh, absolutely! I'm frustrated that this is that it has to be news that to it's me making always it news. Yeah. yeah, and so anyway, I great if it's happening, cool. But I just really want them to do it because it works for the story, not because they're doing it because they feel like they should. Because you, you see what right. I'm saying? Right? Like, I mean, like, how would you feel if there was an article saying we're going <laughs> uh, the Doctor Who's going to have its first, uh, you know, black actor? Yeah, it's like a black companion. What? What? Oh but the God. thing is, think right. about it. 40 years ago that yeah. you would even though we don't think it should have been as big of a deal right it still needed to be news to make sure yeah. it happens again and and i'm glad and that's why i'm saying i'm glad it's happening i'm glad it's happening because i want everybody to understand that it's happening because people don't want it to happen there's right. certain people that don't want it to happen so i i'm, I'm glad it's happening so this is going to be exactly. great no matter what so absolutely and with something like guardians holy crap oh and the thing is when it's much more cosmic like that and yeah. it takes it out of the realm of america yeah and it's in space right it can be anything you make it sci-fi you make it kind of alien but at the same time you know the genders are matching up and you're making people which exactly look okay. at it in that way right and know? this is one of the things that i i mean i'm I, I will say right now i'm i'm obviously more of a star wars fan than a star trek fan i'm not much of a trekker indeed um but that was one of the brilliant things that the original uh the original show had of star trek is that it was great with social commentary i mean yeah you can say that kirk was a womanizer and he slept with a female on every planet he right. went to <laughs> but thing is it didn't matter what color the aliens were right he was like, oh, you're blue. You're uh. green. You're red. He kissed a hurrah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's a good point. Man. And that was a very... Uh, no, I like that. Not very palatable concept in the early 60s. Right. All right. Let's get away from that. 
Yes. So back to the phase four. Yeah. So there's, it's just, he's saying that they're, I mean, the whole idea of the phases has been going on for about a decade now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just might have outlived its usefulness in the planning concept of it to us consumers. It means absolutely nothing. It's, it's, it's more of a, a story group sitting around saying, okay, this is we're going to do in phase one. This is we're going to do in phase two. This is phase right. three. This is phase four. But why do they have to announce it to us right. and that they're is, in a phase? And this is going back <laughs> to the idea because we're on the internet and release dates changing. Is, right. It's just it's more news to feed the beast. But and it's not stuff that really makes our movie going in uh, any different. And now that I think about it, it's like, okay, if I had to think about it, so we must be in phase three. Yeah, we're in phase three right now. So. Here we are. Yeah, and Phase 3 is supposed to end with... I'm pretty hip um, on these things. Infinity War, right? Uh, actually, Infinity War 2. Right, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Kevin Feige came out in, uh, this week and talked about Howard the Duck. And this is very important because um, Howard the important. Duck was uh, shown in a post credit scene for the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. So, people were wondering, would he show up again? Right? And, he's, and Kevin Feige has come out and said, he will appear sometime... We don't know when. And that's the great thing about Howard the Duck yeah. is that the character itself in the comics and everything, he pops up in places that you don't. Yeah, he's just like, he's, hey, here hey, I am. Hey, here I am. <laughs> it's right. So, I mean, like, so it's awesome. I love it. Right? I love it. So, I mean, he showed up in the, the collector's uh, cases before. Right. You know, but the thing is, he could pop up. Honestly, how cool would it be if he is like one of the gladiators waiting to go out in, <laughs> be cool. in Ragnarok. Yeah, that'd be I sick. mean, just something simple like yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. I'm with you, man. All right, so some Guardians Volume 2 stuff. Obviously, uh, we've heard from some folks in the chat room who are international listeners. Yes. Um, thank you for listening internationally. Yes, definitely. Um, and, but, I mean, obviously, it's killing it. Yeah, it crushed it day one. Yeah. Uh, it said like 6.6 6 million, I think, the first... Yeah, and the thing Night? is, it actually hasn't and it hasn't released in China yet. So no, China says, and the U.S. are the two biggest markets. It says James Gunn Space Opera sequel earned six point six million on the first night, which leaves it behind only the original Avengers. Nice. And these numbers more than double the opening debut of the first Guardians film, and that was two point nine million. So Very it's cool. gonna do great. It will. I'm it's, happy it's, about it. It's gonna be huge. Speaking of which, Chris Pratt says he'll always renew his Marvel contract. He's a moron if he doesn't. No, well, the thing is, <laughs> plus he loves it. He does, but in, but you got you know you know, RDJ and yeah, Chris Hemsworth and Chris, Chris Evans, Evans loved it too. But they're now a decade into it. Right, it's a little bit different on the far side of fifty million dollar paydays. Right. So uh, we'll see. But I honestly don't think Chris Pratt's that type of person. No. I think he he doesn't take roles for. The, I think he takes roles because they're enjoyable. Yeah, and and you can tell, Chris Pratt isn't. When he takes a role, he's enjoying himself. Yes. And it, it, Parks and Rec, I think, is, is, if you've never seen him in Parks and Rec, go and watch any episode where, where he is either hanging out or fairly prominent. And you can tell he's having right. a wonderful time. And you can remember, he's getting money from the Jurassic World franchise too. Yeah. So it's not like he's hurting for money. Plus, That's true. you know, he's married to Anna Ferris. And it's not about money just, for him. No, you could just tell that they love. And you can tell it's not about money for no. him because he goes to the hospitals. He does all yes. his charities. He dress any excuse to dress up as Star Lord. He's he like, it. here, here I am. You yeah. know, he's like freaking uh, Depp. <laughs> I know, right? I honestly wouldn't doubt if if freaking Chris Pratt dressed up as Star Lord to have sex with Anna Ferris. Or, or, <laughs> well, 
that wasn't where I was going to go. But it, since I mentioned Depp, I'm thinking uh, uh, Chris Pratt dressing up as Star Alert and going in talking to people in the queue for uh, Mission Breakout. In the, oh, yeah. At, see, at Disney that would, Parks. Right? That would be awesome. How badass would that be? You and, know, it's... It's kind of funny. I I could also see Chris Pratt is dressing up as Star Lord at Comic Con and walking the floor, <laughs> like uh, for example, like well, th- th- this one's more on the nose with it. But uh, um, Brian Cranston one year, yeah, put on a Walter White mask. Yeah, no, I know. And walked about that. the show floor, and I think that's awesome. But then there's another time of uh, Daniel Radcliffe dressed up as Spider Man, right? And so he could walk the show floor. Nobody knew it was him. Nobody knows. Anyway, until there's this great meme that's out there though, where he took off his mask and a kid saw him, <laughs> and you could see like he's he's down on his knee posing with the little girl, and the girl's got the girl's got this look of like, why is Harry Potter dressed as Spider Man? What's happening? <laughs> uh, all right, man. Uh, Kevin Feige confirms secret Miley Cyrus role in Guardians. Uh, I could have done without that, but I'm okay. No, but uh, it's funny because Cyrus. I don't want to admit this really, but um, the wife was into watching The Voice for a little bit, and that was the the year that Cyrus was on there, right? And um, she's a very interesting chick. So no, I don't, don't get me wrong; she's definitely a character, and I think you know more power to her. I'm not sure what she would be playing or what she's doing, but you know, it, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, quick Punisher news: Rosario Dawson will not appear in the Punisher. I'm not uh, I'm not really surprised by the news but at the same time uh with all the connections with the other defenders it would right. be kind of cool to keep the Claire Temple role uh kind of there right but, no I totally understand it but again but is she what's she going to do patch up the punisher you no, know what I mean exactly. it doesn't make much sense no it doesn't make much sense um and then we have Luke Cage season 2 uh I'm going to just leave this uh, link in the show notes because I kind of want to talk about this um, another time. Right. But it says Luke Cage season two character breakdown. So there's some new characters added. This is not the kind of stuff I like to dive into only because I want to watch the show. I'm really eager for Luke Cage season two, but right. I, I want to kind of let's get to defenders and, and, and move on exactly. to that. And then we have a last bit of thing here. Infinity War Avengers three and four are not filming at the same time, which I, I'm confused about because I've heard in multiple other podcasts and various things that they were filming at the same time. Yeah, well, I think that was the original concept, but then... Because um, it's supposed to cost like a billion dollars to make this these two movies Yeah, together. well, I think it's once they... We don't know how the first one's going to end, Yeah, right? And so with also a 68 different named right. superhero characters, we don't know who's going to live, who's going to die, who's going to... But I a just, billion I'm, dollars? Like, why would you not do it at the same time? It, it Well, with something that big, it just might be scheduling conflicts. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't know, man, but I they're throwing all the money at it. They are. You know? And it's going to reap it all back. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, So, Silicon Valley Comic Con. We're going to convention news now before we take off here. Uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con, we did not make it to. I put a link. Yeah, we um, unfortunately couldn't go. Yeah, I put a link from um, Crazy for Comic Con. Uh, that's Tony Kim's site. Right. Um, and there's a nice little recap in there. Um, so definitely check that out. If you were there, great. Uh, let us know what you thought. But like I said, we just didn't make it this year. But we'll be there going forward, I promise. Uh, yep. We got to make it work. And we've actually already talked to the uh, the press people, and they said we're going to be good for going next year. Yeah, so we're we're good to go. We just have to get down there. 
Um, which sadly is only a few hours from here, but it's it's still a few hours from here. Yeah. I mean, we're in the, (laughs) the woods of Northern California. Exactly. Um, so San Diego Comic Con, last couple things. Uh, we did mention earlier our meetup. We're organizing that. Yep. Um, I'm excited about that. Pucked. Um, we also have Hotel Apocalypse that just happened, uh, yesterday. Um, which is the open lottery for hotels, uh, for San Diego Comic Con, mostly downtown hotels. There were a couple hiccups from what I saw on Twitter, but I have a link in the show notes for, um, for that. But really what it comes down to is it's over and now it's the waiting game to see what hotels you get. Um, so best of luck to everybody waiting for that, especially the parking lottery as well. Um, I have a link for that for people waiting for that. Uh, those of you that drive in every day, um, there's a lottery for parking. I mean, it's not, it's not something that's easy to access. It's not simple. Um, it's nothing as simple with, with San Diego. Um, but what I wanted to put out there is we talked about last week, uh, the big, very expensive, uh, beer tasting event yeah. uh but this is not the heroes brew fest is manageable yeah and not it's not it, like hopcon no hopcon is the other one thank you july uh well july on july 22nd um which is the saturday, saturday um from two to eight um for and the tickets range is not as expensive as the other one but um you there's 50 types of beer live comic book artists game of thrones actor uh uh Kristen Naren, Brings his Rave of Thrones DJ skill, DJ skills. So there's a bunch of cool stuff going on there. Um, and that is at Waterfront Park. Uh, we have not done that. And, you know, depending on what we're doing, I'd like to do that one year. Yeah. So it'd be cool. Anyway. Uh, so the link in the show notes, a lot of offsite stuff happening right now, which is why I'm highlighting this. Um, Jay and, Bo- Jay and Sam and Bob Get Old is going that Thursday night. Um, we're still waiting to hear about Hollywood Babylon and Batman um, on Batman. Batman. As we already talked about, we already got tickets to go see, uh, Sal Volcano. Yep. And, um, Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. I'm so excited to see Roy Wood Jr. Yeah. And I can't remember the other guy's name, but Teal Vaughn or something. Teal Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm excited about that. That's our Thursday night. Yeah. That's our Thursday night. That's uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, and I'm super stoked about that. I have not, I don't think I've really ever seen live stand up. Oh, being, it's a lot I, of fun. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, I've actually seen a, a show at both the Improv in Hollywood and at nice. the Laugh Factory in Hollywood. Nice. Yeah, I've never been I've never done live stand up. I've seen other types of shows and concerts, but right. not live stand up. And mostly because of my weirdness with, with live events. Um and we don't want to talk about that now, but uh I'm excited. I'm waiting to see that'll help us solidify our Friday and Saturday night plans once we know what, yes. what Smith's doing because what I think it's is all gonna happen it's all of their start times. Yeah, what I think's gonna happen is it's gonna be well, it depends too on his Hall H. If he's doing Hall H again it, then it's gonna be like a midnight and start. that's usually Saturday night. So Hollywood Babylon's probably gonna be like midnight Saturday night is my guess. Midnight one o'clock. Yeah. Ugh, it's been gnarly. Those last couple of years where they do it that late, it's so hard. It is, but luckily we had seats last time. Oh no. We're we'll gonna have, have seats, seats no matter time. what, because yeah. I'm watching Dude, that when, like a hawk. When we were standing room only, that was not fun. Oh, it's brutal. One in the morning, you've been, we've been standing for twenty hours and already. You've walked <laughs> you know, thirty thousand steps. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, man. Uh, and Woodstock is back for their ninth year. Cool. Um, and that is, uh, not Hardwick. Is it Hardwick? Um, no, cause he's an artist. Right. It is, uh, hold on one second. Who runs this one? Well, I can't remember. So Woodstock returns to San Diego Comic Con weekend, uh, Balboa Theater is usually where they do it. 
And that's also where Nerdist usually records their podcasts. Yep. And Night of Geeks and Music with Adam Savage, Paul, and Storm and Friends. Will Wheaton. Yeah. Who yeah, skipped the convention right. last year isn't listed, so I'm not sure if he's going to be back. Um, but there's a bunch of other people too, and tickets are 43 bucks. Yeah, there's usually great, uh, um, pop culture icons that do their own events. Like, uh, um, we have Nerd HQ from Zachary Levi. You've got, um, Nerdist and, um, Geek and Sundry and Smart Girls usually do their thing. And right. A lot of offsites. Lots of offsite stuff. But I think that's it for our show. I got hiccup to the end here, so. I'm going to do my best. I'll edit it out. All right. So I'll say thank you for turning into the usual podcast. Don't you dare do what I do. (laughs) How dare you try to do what I do? How dare you? Anyway, thanks for tuning into the usual podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. Um, You can find us iTunes, Stitcher Radio, wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, all that. Twitch.tv slash the usual podcast. Twitch, YouTube, all that. Find us, uh, like us, share us. We love that. Um, we also have patreon.com slash usual podcast. If, if you give us a buck or two an episode, you get access to our blooper reels every week and trailer time, uh, via Twitch and YouTube. Uh, and I actually put that, uh, as a private link on our Patreon Dropbox. I actually have a lot of other patron stuff in the works as far as an RSS feed um, and a couple of other things that I'm working on. So now's the time. And Help, also, us out. Help us get to Comic-Con. Yeah, of course. And also don't forget to do, go to audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Pick up the new Tim into the Zon book Thrawn yep. or the Vince Flynn book American Assassin featuring Indeed. Mitch Rapp uh, before the movie comes out this fall and uh, get a free book on us. Yeah. And we get 15 bucks, you get a free book, and then everybody's happy. Absolutely. So here we are. And so uh, I just want to make sure everybody has a fun. Well, have a fun, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Wow. Aggressive. I think you're getting more aggressive with that. Aggressive. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> okay. We're not cheerleading. <laughs>